What's up, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Team Chat Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Jarrett Wilson, joined by Rachel Mogan. A good evening. Good evening. Sorry, good Throwing morning. Off. It's a good Shut morning. Up. It's a nice, it's a nice, well, not, well, not very it's dark outside. Yeah, it is kind of a nice and cloudy and overcast out there. But it's a Sunday morning here in Austin, Texas, where we're recording for you this brand new episode of Team Chat Podcast, a weekly video game show where we talk about games, the ones we love, the ones we hate, and everything in between. New episodes come out Tuesday, 9 a.m. Central Time, so you can listen to those across podcast services around the World Wide Web, such as Apple Podcasts, Spotify, we're pretty new on Spotify, iHeartRadio, and others. You can check out a full list at teamchatpodcast.com slash where to listen. You can also watch a full episode, all the episodes on YouTube and Twitch, so check out all that. The links for all those are in the description below. Finally, we are a completely listener-supported show, so if you would like to help us build and create, further make this show bigger and better than what it already is, head over to patreon.com slash teamchatpodcast. Worse for as little as a dollar a month, you can support the show, and in return, we'll give you cool perks, like getting the episodes early before their general Tuesday release, and access to a patron-only channel on our Discord server, The Rogues Gallery. Speaking of Discord, you can also join our Discord server anytime you want, as well as give us a, a like on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, and also you know follow us on Instagram as well. Again, links for all that are in the description below, and you can find all that information for all of your viewing pleasure of Team Chat things across the internet. Now... Before we get into our main topic, though, Very we do nice. have to do our moment with Mogan to get a little bit of news Indeed. and catch up on what's been happening lately. So as of this episode's air date, you may have missed just a couple of things that came out over the weekend. So this episode air date is February 5th. Yes. Today's third. Yeah. So on February 1, Ace Combat 7, Skies Unknown hit the PC. Wargroove for Switch also mm, came out I'm, on I'm February 1st. I'm actually getting 1st. pretty uh, interested in that one. So Wargroove is getting a lot of uh, buzz because apparently it's like a spiritual successor to the Advance War game. Which I've talked so, about. I love yeah, and you, yeah, you love that kind of I stuff. I saw so, it, uh, Jason Schreier from Kotaku tweeted it, and he's just like, it reminds me a lot of, of Advance Wars. And I was like, you had me. You uh, done. Had me Advance that's Wars. I'm there. All you, that's the whole review. You didn't even have to say more mm-hmm. than that. So Wargroove for the Switch. When I first saw the title, I was like, Cool. So some sort of like rhythm dance yeah, based that's what I war too. game. <laughs> and I had the same thought. Not even remotely similar. Uh, so, anyways, and as chase. of this episode's air date on February fifth, we have Etrian Odyssey Nexus for the 3DS. There's also The Occupation for PS4, Xbox One, and PC. And then coming out very soon on February 7th, Blaze Blue Central Fiction comes out for the Switch. And on February 8th, we have God Eater 3 for PS4 and PC. Also, Monster Energy Supercross 2 for PS4, Xbox One, Switch, and PC all on February 8th. There we go. Speaking of, another thing I did remember that I wanted to talk about that I was super excited about because the o- this only broke... Literally last night. So oh Saturday, God, I Saturday may not night, have seen it. Don't February- spring stuff on me, man. <laughs> oh no, that's all right. Because yeah, it kind of it caught me by surprise as well. <gasps> Heavens. But tomorrow, so February fourth, <gasps> Guacamole One and Two Super Pack that'd is be coming awesome. to the Switch. But no, damn it, <laughs> they're already both on Switch, I believe. But as a pack, oh, as I a see, super as a combo, pack. I got yeah. you, I got you. No, mm-hmm. that's not it. Respawn, developers of Titanfall, are releasing. Oh. A battle royale set in the Titanfall universe. See, now that actually sounds kind of interesting because when I played the, what was it, like the demo? Yeah, the, the tech, tech test or something yeah, like it that. Was like they didn't the, even call it like a demo or It beta. was like an open beta. There we go. Um, anyways, when I played that for Titanfall, I was 
shit tier at it, but it already felt like a battle royale to me because I was like the chaos. I don't it is know very what's chaotic. Happening. The gameplay and, and gunplay of the game is very very fun. And then when you add in the mechs, it's just like chaos on chaos. Well, so now here's the the one thing that is a little bit odd about it. It will be free to play, so it's like it's coming out Monday. You can just download it and play for PS4, PC, and Xbox. But the thing is, and that's got some people perturbed, which I don't understand, and wonder if the functionality will be added in later, but there are no Titans. What? Yeah. The most fun part of the game isn't going to be in I, it? I was kind of confused by that as well. But yeah. That's so dumb. That's, 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 what, that's what they're doing. Okay. But anyway, so it's coming out tomorrow. I'll play it tomorrow, I and won't. I'll try to I'll see, what, see what it's about. See Let how it stacks up compared it, to the Fortnites the and the Blackouts. Because the mechs are what make Titanfall. I know. It's a very pivotal... Although, I will say, mm. they are a very big selling point for the Titanfall game because of how fun they are to pilot. But I will say, though, the pilots by themselves, just the normal, the human or like robots that you can be pilots for the Titans, they're pretty fun to be also. Like, I mean, there's, it's no, no shortage of fun in that game. Mm, so still. even though it will be weird missing the Titans, I do wonder if like, eventually they'll add them in or have like a special mode that's with Titans. Because, you know, Fortnite does that with their limited time events and different stuff like that. They'll... Uh, they'll do some changes that are outside of the norm of the game. So maybe they'll do like a Titan mode or something. In my magical pipe dream of futures that will never happen, uh, the Respawn, they Mm -hmm. gain the rights to every, or they gain like co-rights, I guess, to every mech anime ever made. And then they just get to pile them all into one game, like Smash Bros style. Kind of like the the jump. Yeah, like, or like the Dragon Force Z. It's like, here's the peeps from Evangelion. Here's all the Gundam people. Here's everybody. That'd be a pretty sweet game. All these giant robots (laughs) duking it out. That'd be pretty tight. (laughs) That would be pretty awesome. Uh, Respawn, get on it. (laughs) Yeah, seriously. And keep working on Titanfall 3, because let's not let development throw back, fall back on that, because, you know, we want to see that. We want to play that too. Titanfall 2 came out two years ago? Yeah, it's been a couple of years since that one came out. Um, but also what came out this last week was the open beta. We talked about it last week in the ah, VIP yes, demo indeed. and stuff of Anthem. Well, this week, last past weekend was the open demo for Anthem. And so I finally got a chance to pl- play around in that. And hot damn, is it fun. So I was unfortunately doing other podcast homework the stuff that we actually have to talk mm, about today. Finished so that up. Man, I was, I, was, I was ahead of you again. You I really up, were. I finished yeah. up our homework for this week's episode on like Thursday. Oh my God. You were two whole... I finished yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> Whoops. Two, two times in a row. <laughs> two times in a row. <laughs> <laughs> but I did fly around in the Anthem demo... F- in Fly around. Because I did a lot of flying. Man, that was a good one. Uh, and that is honestly like one of the best parts about it. Is the flying. The flying. Because nice. it's, it's interesting. You don't just hit one button and you take off. You'll, because you have to run on the ground, you have to hit X to jump. Then you have to click the left stick to initialize flight. Like a duck. Gotcha. It's, it's pretty sweet. It just because you you literally like you have that little boost, pause, take See, off. I oh. bet that feels great. It felt good every time. Oh my gosh. And then that you incorporate fun. that into the combat where you can be running around the ground shooting people. Then you jump up, fly around, get to a better point, and then you can hover in air, be shooting from down in the down. Oh, mixing your abilities and different things like that. It's a lot of fun. I played with the main uh the main javelin class which is i'm going blank on it hunter i believe i don't know the main one that everybody How about we with. call I'm, it I'm, like pew pew alpha i'm forgetting what <laughs> what it is but, but i but then i did unlock the colossus also which is like the big hulking one oh nice to get to run around in that one and we'll see what call the that one the big daddy suit. it's colossus although i did see somebody on reddit i believe they posted that they colorized their colossus yeah, to be to look like that's a big daddy clearly what they're supposed to look like <laughs> yeah so it was pretty cool and i will say like I, there were still some issues with it like they were having some server issues i was trying to do like their 
what would be akin to Destiny's Strikes. I was trying to do one of those. In Is like it's a called raid? a stronghold, it's similar to a raid. Oh, okay. It's not a full blown raid, but it's just like a special little side mission you could do to get some better rewards and loot and stuff like that. And I kept getting kicked from that, so they'll need to work on that a little bit. That you think that was just a server issue? I think it was just server oh, yeah, issues. Yeah, fine. it just kept reshutting for everybody. So I'm sure they're still working through some of those issues. Uh, well, I saw somebody else, and then I also agreed, because, but I probably only noticed it because I saw somebody else tweet this. Just another user talking about how it feels like there were some sounds missing. And I noticed the same thing too. Like when you would salvage gear, it would just, and there wasn't like a breakdown or like a clinking, clanking sound. You know, what you would expect when you would destroy something and it gives you some kind of audible feedback that you did that action. Little things like that, mostly in menus and stuff like that, not necessarily in the actual game. So I wonder again if that will need to be improved also. I'm guessing the sound probably is there. Maybe there's just something. Something, again, like maybe some other glitch that's keeping it from being locked. Because it does feel like a very odd design choice to not include it at all. That or Bioware is now having to be like, well, now we got to make clanking sounds because yeah. apparently that's what the people want. <laughs> Give us what we want. That's so what we want. We're they, the consumer. They threw all the interns into a room with a bunch of scrap metal and they were like, clank around, guys. <laughs> Make some noises. we <laughs> got to fix noise. this. Jarrett Wilson, he's, he's harping on it. He's honest about this. Uh, but So I had a ton of fun with it. I am very excited for the last game. It definitely does. Like I was playing it more. I was like, oh, see things that happen. And like when I would finish a, a, one of those missions or something, get like a big bunch of loot. And I was like, oh, this does feel Destiny. Like it does definitely feel those feels, but it feels a lot cleaner. It definitely looks prettier than Destiny. Bioware Destiny didn't has make like Destiny. Sli- no, that was okay. Bungie. Yeah. Uh, Bungie gave you know not cartoonish wouldn't be the right way to say it. I would feel like, but but Anthem's going for more of a really realistic look as much as you can, like the sci-fi adventure space that they've created. But still, right. the, everything looks. Like it's a realistic world, whereas Destiny still has a bit more of an artsy feel to it, I would say. Yeah, ironically, I not ironically, just with with sci-fi based things, I prefer the less realistic look. Oh, really? It's like, dude, this isn't Red Dead. I don't want to be able to see every last beard follicle. See, I kind of like the more realistic <laughs> oh, look for sci-fi I don't. stuff. It makes it makes it feel even more like it makes it feel boring. Real. I don't nah, like it. It's awesome. Mm, gross. It. <laughs> but anyway, had a ton of fun in Anthem and, and looking forward to playing the main game. Then. Last little bit before we get to this, we're getting the main topic is that Sony did come out in the oh, last yeah, week, yeah. announced that they are starting to urge their developers to begin pr- uh, development for PS5 and are even sending over some early test kits for them to work with. And so, and was more it- stuff coming on that. And this is on the heels of them adjusting their PS Plus offering, which this is like a year ago. They emailed all their PS Plus members. I got this email and they basically oh, said, man, hey, I must have deleted it. <laughs> She I don't read those. She doesn't know what's happening. Uh, but she, but Sony basically said, like, "Hey, after March at March 2019, we're going to end support of PS3 and PS Vita titles in PS Plus." I remember that, and okay. I was like, "Oh, that's a bummer," but not going to like. I'm not mad about it. It's like that makes sense. You can't keep this going on for forever. There, and if you, and my whole thing is, if you cut off the ability to have to support these PS3 and Vita games and give you these free offerings to it, then that means you could probably allocate more resources to getting even better PS4 games. Exactly. So, you know, I, I only see that as a benefit. And Stretching then this yourself month is too be, thin for a dwindling pool is yeah. like, that's not good business sense. In February, they kicked it off like with a pretty strong offering. The, the free games for PS4, which they're still offering PS3 and PS Vita games, but the PS4 ones for this month are For Honor, which oh, yeah. I'm loving, has, still having a great time in. And the first... The first complete first season of Hitman, 
So this, I you know, Hitman Two Hitman. just came out. Yeah, and this is the one, the predecessor to that. And I loved Hitman Absolution as one of that series that I played, and it was a great time. And so, yeah, I'm like, uh, absolutely, I'll be getting Hitman season two, season one. So, I'm like, all call about it Hitman. 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 It's more Similar fun to, to say. Pikmin. Similar to Pikmin. <laughs> but yeah, so the, a lot of great stuff. And on top of all that, they're upping the storage capacity of your of your cloud. Now that's good. From news. ten gigabytes to hundred gigabytes. Yeah, that's great which that's news. A big jump. Like nice. if all, which makes me wonder what they're going to start offering alongside the better the PS4 games. Only. I can finally because... re-download Metal Gear Solid Five. <laughs> <laughs> Because, yeah, not only are we, you're not having to only save your save files to this, which, you know, granted, after a while you could accumulate enough save files to hit 10 gigs, but that's going to still take you forever. So why are they giving us 100? I think because they're going to do something more to make your captures a cloud-based feature rather than being saved to your hard drive, which I think would be be awesome. I would love that feature because it would be awesome to be able to just, you know, have a great moment and not have to stick in a USB you know, a flash drive to do it right. or tweet it to social media where you can then download it from there. I'm wondering if they're going to re totally reintegrate it with their app because Xbox actually just did that a couple days ago. They up their app and now you can watch all your captures and, and saves and all that stuff on your, on your phone through a direct Xbox app. And you can't do that on PlayStation yet. So I'm thinking they might be on the same boat and thinking the same thing. So we'll have right to wait on. and see. Prediction. 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 Prediction, indeed. Mm-hmm. And thanks to uh, Riven for posting that uh, PS5 yes. news for us in on our, the Discord, Discord, everybody. And I don't think I did, but speaking of our Discord and Riven, who's a patron, thank you, all yeah. of our patrons, for making this show possible yeah. week after week. I think I've, I neglected to say that in my intro. Whoops, I'm sorry. How dare you? I, love you, I do not love you less, patrons. <laughs> I love you a lot. because I In fact, we love you more. <laughs> yeah, every day. Every day. But let's jump now. To the main event of this episode. Indeed. The main attraction. Are we ready to rumble? Yes, we are. And that is a review, because we have played. And finished. Now, and finished. I finished it. <laughs> the second episode of Life is Strange Season 2. Episode rules. 2. Episode 2. Rules. rules. <laughs> so, <laughs> this is going to be interesting. And I'm trying to think about how the best way to go about this. Because obviously, per usual with our reviews, we go we go over stuff that we can feel is spoiler-free. And then we'll jump into spoiler stuff. I have a feeling the spoiler-free territory this episode is going to be pretty short. I mean, we're already... Because it's hard, not, it's hard yeah. to... It's uh, like we can't really say, well, how did this compare to Life is Strange 1 season, no, episode we 2? Can't. We can't really say that as much because obviously the thematic and story elements are different. They're different. They're entirely different experiences. I think one thing that we maybe should talk about just a little bit before we get into the real game is that... Um, you know, th- so this is one comparison that you could make with Life is Strange 1. Mm-hmm. The episodes did come out, if I'm not mistaken, approximately a month apart from each other. I yes. think that is I'm correct. Gonna do a good, a good yeah. Because the problem is with Life is Strange 2, four months is long too break. long to wait for an episodic game that the new episodes of which are max two to maybe four hours long. Yeah. Four months to wait for that short of a window of gameplay is too long. They should be coming out bi-weekly, once per month. Because the first Any... episode came out in September. Yeah, this, yeah that's, that's a long way time. too long. I mean, there were absolutely uh, things about the game that I forgot to do. I forgot a lot of the mechanics. There I was were two like, months in between the releases of the other ones. So that's at least more acceptable. Four months is not Yeah, they need cool. to kick it up for it between episode three. I, I agree. That was a l- way too long of a time. And it, it, I didn't feel disconnected from the story, but I, I definitely did. felt like... 
I felt very disconnected yeah. and I felt like the payoff, at least in terms of this particular episode, was not worth the wait. So we'll talk about that. We'll a get into that more, a little bit, but, but I I was kind of I was kind of overall I think this is a good time. I think what we'll do is we'll we'll kind of go ahead and give our overall impressions now. And because that's really all we can do before we start diving into the beats of the story and to why we we felt that way about this one. But uh so I agree. Four months was a very long time to wait. It kind of came up and I feel like in general like the the episode released and I heard nothing about it. No, I didn't no see any about hubbub about it online at all. Didn't see people streaming it or doing giveaway to like announce it. It just came and went and, and that's, and that was that. But I will say episode two in life is strange. One, the one correlation or, or crossover I can make between the two of them is that by the end of episode one, I remember I was like, okay, I'm pretty into this. I'm excited to see where this is going to, in Life is Strange one with Max and Chloe. Right. I was like, ooh, okay, because they're sitting up at the, by the lighthouse and there's like this weird, it started snowing at the end of episode one, right? Yeah. And there was all this like weird stuff going on with obviously Max's powers and then the all this weird weather and different stuff going on in the actual world too. And it was just so, it, you in that and you're like, ooh, there's a lot of mystery here. I'm very curious to see how this goes. Episode two ended and I was like, I am in. It ramped. Trying to knock over my <laughs> yeah, microphone dude, calm down, my Jared. enthusiasm. I know that our I love of life is strange is like really great. high. <laughs> and, and because, you know, at the end of episode two, how my ending, and again, episode one, this life is strange. I feel like I can say this without being too afraid of spoilers, but slight spoilers to, episode, to season really one. really old people. If you haven't already played it, please do. Almost four years old. It's amazing. Um, oh, wow. It is four years old. It came out in January 2015. Oh, my God. <laughs> but anyway, so at the end of this season two of episode two, God, that's going to be hard to keep track. <laughs> episode two for me in Life is Strange one, it you know was when Katie Kate jumped off the top of the building, or you were able to stop her. I stopped her. I did not, and you did not. <laughs> she, she lived. <laughs> she <laughs> she, <laughs> she did live. What she lived in your game? I too? think she goes to the hospital. No way, she died. I was about to say, like, yeah, she should have died because right? there was a wake on campus. <laughs> that's right. Just See, I didn't kidding. get all that storyline. But anyway, and when that happened, I feel like even though we both got different outcomes we were still like oh we are invested this is gonna be good i can't wait to play these other games granted also we wait we didn't play them until we all five episodes we didn't were have out. to wait we played the definitive editions so we could yeah, just play we all just went of them right back through to back. but i don't feel like i lost anything if anything we're avoiding the issue that we're talking about now that we had to wait four months in between the two episodes and so this episode ended and i was kind of like eh. exactly episode episode two of season two rules it ended, and I was just like, "So I okay. like if we were looking at a chart for like our emotions. So with Life is Strange one, my emotions like did this move right here, where they just kept kept going up. It yeah. was just like a very gradual J curve, just up and up and up. So you get to episode four, and then it's like, <laughs> yeah, just a straight line, <laughs> just a straight ninety degree angle. Yeah. Uh, and with uh, Life is Strange two, like that first episode was a little bit of interest." Followed by a plummet. Yeah, um, I am honestly not feeling super good about episode two. And like, I, I want to finish the story. Obviously. I do too. And obviously, we bought it already, so I'm yeah, going we're to finish, gonna finish it regardless. the story. But a couple of things that just kind of for me aren't really clicking are, you know, in terms of you, you kind of mentioned this in terms of the mystery, like the mystery of Life is Strange one. I don't know what the point. Of Life is Strange 2 really is yeah. because it feels like it's kind of trying to do 
too much. It's, I agree with and that. I have that feel, same thought. It feels like it's missing a central story element, which in Life is Strange 1 was Max's powers of time right. travel. You know, she can turn but then back time. not only time. Her, her, the mystery of her power, but the mystery, the mystery of, what of what's going on around in the them. world. And so far, there are consequences that are happening in the world around Sean and Daniel, but nothing to the extent or to the, to the uh, stakes Exactly. That they were happening with Max and Chloe. That's definitely something that I feel as well, is that in Life is Strange 2, at least as of episode 2 rules, nothing you do feels like it's having a real impact. Mm-hmm. Like everything kind of feels like, okay, I have to make a decision. But then the it still goes in the way that you thought. It's that still, happens yeah. a couple times with me in episode 2. Episode 1, I don't remember that feeling. But episode 2, like there were a couple conversations that I had, and I realized after one of them, I was like, oh wait... I already can already tell where the story's going to go with yeah. this moment, and I know I can pick either one of these, but the same thing is going to happen. Whereas, like, with episode one, for example, of Life is Strange 2, mm-hmm. uh, we both got into the gas station altercation, and both of us had wildly different outcomes, right. and I actually did feel like that was a decision where I was like, oh... This is going to affect stuff further down the line. Again? I beat up that old guy. Right, and I didn't. <laughs> I beat up an old man with my psychic powers. And did you steal and a tent? I, and then I stole from him. <laughs> yeah, see, I didn't do that. I was just like, good oh man, times. I don't want to cause any issues. I'm just going to get out. I escaped. This is good. Daniel and I are going to get out of here. We're, we're yeah. going. We're fine. So I think that part of the problem is, A, that I feel like the story doesn't really know what it wants its central plot point to be about right is it more about daniel's powers in and of themselves or is it more about what's going to happen to them with regards to the police but then and they're right. not really like fleshing that out too much and because on top of that too i feel like there's also again is this main thing going to be daniel and his powers is it going to be the boys escape and if they eventually wind up getting to mexico or not is or is it more of like an overall message about like the racial undertones of our country, especially between like minorities and the police? You know, that was obviously a big thing in that. And then even with the old man at the gas station in episode one, the political climate of the country, they alluded to that because they he, didn't he say like build that wall. He didn't he say did. Trump. It's Trump's name, but like no, it he was said something to the extent of this is why we need to build a wall or right. something like that. So it's like obviously very much taking place in our current political climate. And so it's like, are they trying to make a point about that? But then even in episode two now, they, which they had alluded to it with episode one, now they're starting to throw in a whole lot more. It seemed to be throwing the mystery at what happened with Sean and Daniel's mom. Yeah. And what's going on there. So So it's very convoluted at this and, point. And they also kind of like tried to weirdly sprinkle in these like kind of religious overtones. Yeah. With like the grandmother figure. Um it's I was just like, why? Why are you I did you, not understand what was happening. Why are you making more layers when you're not like improving upon the ones that you already not have? Not giving us answers. It, it, you're making too many threads and not continuing the ones that you've already started. Right. And so so far I just feel like I'm having a lot of trouble caring about yeah. Sean and Daniel. Not gonna lie, don't really care about them. I connected with Max and Chloe so quickly. I did too. I was like, Max, I love you and I want to protect you. Yeah. I even kind of like your bitchy friend. And Victoria. She's great. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Victoria. Oh, Victoria. <laughs> so, but like with all of the characters in Life is Strange too, except for the dad, who, as yeah. we know, has already met. This isn't a spoiler. We already talked about like, it. You know this. He's if met you're in, If you're at episode yeah. two, you know what's happened. To he's already one. met his untime, untimely end. He was the only character I he cared about. I and like he's already dad. gone. Yeah. And it's like, cool, super. I don't know what I'm going to do now. So that probably wasn't the reaction you were expecting us to have no. about a Life is Strange game. Because we were it's really honestly, jazzed about right, it. Right, and that was honestly my reaction too. It ended and I wrote it in my 
Uh, it, I wrote it in my notes and everything. I just said overall episode two was meh. Uh, so actually, like, meh. I, the, I just don't like the, it was okay. The last spoiler free thing that I can say about it is that for the first time ever, I really did feel like I was having to do homework. Like when I was playing through it, it took me that long because I had no motivation to want to play it. I was like, yeah. man, I really kind of don't want to play this because there were so many other games that I could play. And I was like, oh, I know. And right now I'm really, especially now because the the big release of this year is starting to come out. Well, I have like less than a month between before. Well, because Far Cry New Dawn comes out the 15th. I don't know if I'll get that day one, but it's still there. Like I want to play it and then Anthem. And then we're rolling into all these other releases of the spring. And I, I still have, still, because I'm going to for forever, have Assassin's Creed Odyssey and Red Dead hanging over my head. Bro. <laughs> you know, so like, yeah, no, I agree. I'm playing this. Although I will say, this episode seemed shorter. Yeah, it did. It seemed I like actually, it was over quick. Uh, like, I'm sure this isn't true, but I actually felt like I spent more time in the demo for Captain Spirit yeah. than I did in episode Which two. Which I will say... Captain Spirit should have been episode two. He should, yes, I think so. Which now n- another non-spoiler thing they made this clear before the episode came out was that this was the episode when the Awesome Adventures of Captain Spirit, which was their demo for season two, this was the episode where they were going to cross paths. The storyline yes. of Captain Spirit and Daniel and Sean are are meeting up in this episode, so we knew that going on going in too, and that was kind of a letdown. Well, I maybe so let's Need go on ahead i think we can okay. just go on ahead and launch into the spoiler all right so we're stuff. gonna go ahead and kick off spoiler stuff now so everybody who doesn't want to know uh i mean our overall impressions are that yeah it's just kind of a letdown compared to what life is strange has been in the past even with episode one of season two and the whole entirety of season one so now if you want to know why exactly why we think that stick around for the spoilers if you don't because you want to experience it for yourself you know, go ahead and pause now. We're sorry to have to see you go, but that's how it goes with this with these wonderful stories that we love about video games. So, spoilers begin now. So, let's start with a quick recap of kind of the highlights of what happened. Where we where where we left left them off. Right. So, Sean and Daniel are still in the woods at this point. They've been living in the woods for like I think they say three weeks. Mm-hmm. So they've been out there for about a month. Uh, it is by this point winter in I think they're in Oregon. Still in Oregon. So they're still in Oregon. They're still Tons of snow on the ground. Well, I guess not still in Oregon because... They traveled to Oregon They traveled to Oregon Seattle. because or- you see Arcadia Bay at the end of episode right. one when you're with Brody. Brody brought them to Portland. Right. Exactly. So Brody's gone. Oh, he was the other was character cool. that I, I like loved. Brody. I hope Brody comes back. Anyways, so they're still in Oregon. They're out in the woods. They've got their puppy Mushroom with them mm-hmm. or other dog name if you... Choose chose to other. change it. I think. Uh, we I, didn't. I let Daniel yeah, we go don't know with what it because that's what he wanted to name. I was like, sure. Uh, so the premise is that they've managed to find what appears to be an abandoned like summer cabin right. that some family used to have, but it's looking pretty run down at this point, has no occupants. Mm-hmm. So they use Daniel's powers to break in. They've been crashing in this cabin. It obviously doesn't have like running water or electricity, but it has a uh, fire, a wood fire stove. Mm-hmm. So they are able to actually get some heat in the place. It's got some canned food some comfort. from the uh, previous occupants so they've got a little bit of food to work off of and they've been out there basically training daniel's telekinesis mm-hmm. which is like uh, at this point in the episode i was like okay cool yeah it's pretty cool you want to learn you want to learn yeah. how to control it because you yeah. don't know what its full capabilities exactly are. so uh at this point daniel's powers are pr- looking pretty good he's able to lift and at least hover very briefly um good size boulders mm-hmm. he can also lift multiple objects at once and keep them all in the air he demonstrates this with some cans uh but in terms of things that are far away 
he can't really get that. He can't doesn't really have the reach quite yet. So he's still working on it. But him and Sean are basically training up his abilities. For what purpose? They don't even know. They just want to be able to control it. You got it. You got yeah. to know. To, yeah, you got you it. Want, you got to know how to control it. Every other instance of Daniel's power at this point had been uncontrolled. Exactly. And it's it resulted been... in the cop getting killed. And it resulted in, in episode one. And then it resulted at the end of episode one with like him freaking out when he discovered their dad was actually dead. Yeah. And destroying their hotel room. Exactly. Which is why, again, why I'm assuming they're out on the lamb in the middle of the woods right. because you can't do that to a hotel room and then expect yeah. to stay. Well, it was a motel. That's true. <laughs> but a little lesser quality. Hashtag motels rights. Same <laughs> quality of cleanliness. So, and not long while they're out there, they then decide, okay, we've been here long enough, we need to move on. And that's kind of what eventually sets up the, the, the story. The, the problem is that Daniel's sick. So yes, Daniel has assuming, like this recurring cough. I think he's just normal sick. You think I, I can't decide if, they, if they're trying to say he's normal sick or it's it's a side effect of him using his ability. Because no. remember, Max would get the nosebleeds. Oh yeah, that's true. I actually don't think that's the case. You think it's just normal sick? I think it's, it's winter normal. and it's cold. Exactly. I think the case is that they're literally homeless and yeah. they're out in the wilderness and they don't really have that. They don't have good nutrition. Probably not getting good sleep. I think probably it's not. probably just normal wear and tear of not having a home. That's true. So unlike with Max. I don't think I, I could be proven wrong, but I definitely didn't get that feeling. And so the whole point is they need to leave this cabin because they're still on the, trying to make their way to Mexico where their father's family is. They all, they know, you know, from discussions they had in episode one, that their mother's family is around and they live they in Oregon. They live in Oregon. So they're thinking that's part of what Sean, Sean's thought processes will stop there. You know, maybe get, maybe they'll let us be in for a little bit. We'll be able to, you know, help Daniel because he is starting to get worried about Daniel's cold. And he's like, you know what? I think we need to address this as big as the risk may be. We need to move on to grandma and grandpa's, stay with them for a bit. And, you know, hopefully they won't turn us in or whatever. And we can start, continue making our way down to Mexico. But before they get to leave. Oh, yeah. This was arguably the saddest part of episode two. I was like, no. Uh, saddest part of the whole th- season so far. So far. Except for that time I beat up that old man. <laughs> he felt no regrets about it. <laughs> no, re- no regrets. Oh, Fender. Oh, Fender. Just popping Fender. his little head in to say hello. <laughs> what a silly dog. He knew what we were going to talk about. Oh, yeah, you're right. He was watching I should it. close the door again. <laughs> He'll be sad if he hears. Nah, he left. He's fine. Um, but anyway, so... And I, this is the one thing that I was like, because they made a point of it. I knew something was going to happen. You the did. night before they like made a special deal about noticing that mushroom needed to go out to pee. And then this morning they made a deal about it again. I was like, oh my God, something's going to happen. And sure enough, Daniel go, mushroom doesn't come back to the door. So Daniel goes outside to look for him while Sean finishes packing, or look for her while Sean finishes packing up. And then Sean's like, why aren't they back yet? Go and find, go out and chase them. Look after him. Try to discover everything. You find mushrooms, bandana, a little bit of blood. You're like, oh no, what's going on? And then you walk around this corner. There's Daniel staring down a damn mountain lion that has killed poor mushroom. Mushroom is and already I literally dead. Said and I wrote it down in my book. What the fuck, mushroom? <laughs> I, yeah, I like how you really <laughs> I ran, out, ran out of room and wrote what the fuck, mushroom? <laughs> because this was bullshit that this happened. Yeah, to that it poor was pup. really unfortunate. So the uh, what, ha- like, what what happens after that is Why? you know mountain lions, even if you have psychic powers, are still a big threat. Yeah. So you know Sean's like kind of freaking out on his own, and so he goes up to Daniel and he's like. Basically trying to de-escalate the mountain lion situation. Right, as one does. And so Daniel is, of course, 
in tears. He's enraged. He's freaking out. So he starts to use his powers and like lifts the puma off the ground. And he's it's implied that he's going to kill it. And this is the first big decision making yeah. where like pauses the game. You have to like make this altering decision in what you're going to do, which is do you let Daniel kill this mountain lion with his powers, or do you step in and try yeah. to scare the mountain lion away? I stepped Which did in. you choose? I did too. Yeah. Uh, I felt like as much, I felt like this is the moment where the game was trying to make a point about yeah. Daniel's powers, and I felt like as much as I would love to see him do that because of what that mountain lion did to that poor puppy. What's funny is that I was, like, I was like, no, nah. that poor mountain lion, it's winter and he's hungry. It's, well, that's the part of it too, which I was like, the mountain lion just did what the mountain lion was supposed it's to do. Just, it, now, it if that sucks. had been a person, I would have been like, yeah, oh, let's murder. let him die. <laughs> Darth Vader choke yeah. his ass, crumble him up into a but i did that too but that happened and i kind of i understood it i understood why they used it in the narrative but i was also like why i feel like it would have had a lot more impact if they had waited longer for something to happen yeah because at this point in like gameplay hours mushrooms only been with you for like one and a half hours max uh, so you don't really have had it. She's still even like a puppy. Mm-hmm. She's not even a grown dog at this point. And I feel like after the event was over, I didn't really think about it again. And I wasn't tore up about it. When you held, when you have Sean step in to, to stop Daniel, the, then it gives you insult injury and shows the mountain lion carrying Mushroom's body off. And I was like, what the hell? So if you don't kill the mountain lion, it does <laughs> like on. get the rest of Mushroom and like goes off with it because that's its prey yeah. and that's what it does. And you're just like, what? Yeah. You're just, I, I was just like, what? Because no, that was my thing about this. No, I'll circle back around to this because it, it will make more. My point will make more sense later on after we talk about a few more things. So anyway, they go. They're obviously bummed. They're sad. They make it to Grandma and Grandpa's house. Grandma and Grandpa decide not to turn them in, and then they just kind of. And the Grandma and Grandpa are like, you know what? We don't know what happened, but you're also our grandkids, even though we had this like stressed relationship with you because of See, your mom, and we're not like really close and we haven't been around, but we'll let you stay. The, so the backstory is that um, since Sean was born. These grandparents, excuse me, Daniel, since Daniel was born, the grandparents have never met Daniel. Right. He has never met them. So they, these, they've been estranged for at least 10 years. Mm-hmm. So even Sean hasn't seen them in that time. So they're basically just strangers. They are related, but these uh, maternal grandparents are this old, rural, pretty religious white couple Mm -hmm. and their sons are you know uh of latino heritage and they've been living with their dad their whole lives they despise their mother who is no longer around so it's like "Mm," for some reason for some reason so it's definitely a not strained relationship at this point, but a, kind of a tense it's one. It's just odd because you don't really know. We don't know how to react around you. Same. We also yeah. don't know how to react around you. So it's it's an interesting situation. Very much so. And so and then that's the majority of episode two is you spending it time with with the grandparents. It does find out. And I did call this that the old lady that you see at the end of Captain Spirit when she comes to check on the uh, Chris and his father, it is their grandmother who yes. you saw. So her name then, is Claire. Claire, yes, and Stephen is the grandfather. And then, so you do see when Chris falls out of his treehouse, and you Daniel's the one who stops him from hitting the ground after he falls out of his treehouse. And so this kind of launches into the other thing where Daniel then becomes friends with Chris, and they're playing and interacting, but. And another one of the choices that you as Sean make is do you have Daniel tell Chris about his power, about that it's actually Daniel's power, or do you let Chris, who already thinks he's a superhero, believe that it's him who has the ability? Yeah. What, what, did, you what did you go with? Or, I or went, I'll, no, I'll say this one first. Okay. I went with 
I went with letting Chris believe it was him. I did too. Because that seemed safer. For me exactly. and Daniel. It seemed because, like the safer choice yeah, for Yeah, I wasn't doing it for Chris. I was like, man, because I was torn because on the one hand, I was thinking if Chris thinks he has powers, he might do something to try and use them and get himself into trouble. Mm-hmm. But if we tell him we have powers, then he'll that's tell his dad. worse for us. Yeah, yeah. and his so, dad's going to ch- then like be, oh, you're the kids from the news that I've exactly. seen. Which at this point, I also don't understand how no one made the connection. I mean, I know they're well, in a more rural community, but I would still feel like... Cop killing teens from Seattle on the run. I like I feel like that would be making I don't, some some news. How frequently do we have actual tra- stories like that happen in the news here? And they briefly show a face, and then three weeks later, which is in game time, you've forgotten all about no, it. That's true. I couldn't recognize a single criminal on the news except for maybe Osama bin Laden, and he's already dead. Yeah, that's true. So I don't know. I feel like it would be. In the current media climate, it's very easy to forget these one-off tragedies. True. And especially if you're a state away and you don't actually have any personal connection to anyone that was involved with the incident, unlike the grandparents do, Mm -hmm. of course you'd forget. You've got your own stuff going on. So I actually, I was thinking, yeah, they're probably okay. If they had like grown their hair out and maybe like worn hats or something, they would have been fine. That's true. So you go on living for, I think it's like a week or so that you're at the grandparents' house. And you're just living with the grandparents, going through normal life. You interact with Chris. You go by the, with with them into town to go buy a, a Christmas tree, which I thought was a risky move. I know. Then, I was like, what a couple of idiots. That was one of the points where I knew my choice, where I felt like my choices in the conversations didn't because matter. Because I did try to steer it to, no, we're not too. going into town. And it still just resulted in and that. And it still happens. And I was like, okay, so this means something bad is going to happen at the climax of this episode, which is going to propel into the next episode as well. So then I'm already thinking, what could that possibly be? And obviously I knew it would have to be some kind of confrontation with police, police, which does eventually happen. They come up to the door because, oh, because then another moment that was alluded to, that's what I mean. Everything felt like I was able to see where this was going to go. I knew something was going to happen with Mushroom. I knew them going into town was going to lead to a further conflict with police in this town, and that was going to lead to something bad. And then... When you're talking with Stephen, the grandfather, at one point, as Sean, in his in his like workshop, he mentions that this old dresser armoire that he has in there has a busted up leg. And then, sure enough, you wind up getting into it with the grandparents because you and the, especially with the grandma, don't seem to mesh that well. Which also, the grandma was a very annoying character. I know she really. She was is. incredibly annoying. So the thing we're you're, we're skipping a lot. We here, are because but- again, I don't want to go into the minutia of it. Just. For me, these are the bigger points. Right, that, but that so came there's up. actually so I didn't realize that this was a decision that would show up at the end of the episode. I should have assumed as much because it had two parts to it. So uh, when you like get there the oh, first night, Sean and Daniel get there, and the grandparents take them in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're basically talking to your grandma on your bed right before you guys go to sleep, and she's like, she's deeply religious, so she's like, all right, let's pray. Yeah, and Which I did. you as Sean can say, yeah, I'll pray with you or no I won't and I was like no oh really <laughs> yeah said I, was no? like, I said yes I was like I'm not gonna pray with you lady a bunch of crap has happened to me uh so I said no but I also didn't realize that whether or not Daniel chooses to pray is a is a decision that comes up at the end of the game oh, did you see that I so did see that stats, but I didn't notice it as being like a thing as a as a result of my so question. what I don't my think answer. it was a result of you I think it's a result of stuff that you've decided with Daniel up until now mm. And I actually was wondering, okay, if I had made different decisions, what would those have been that impacted this particular scenario? Yeah. So I thought that was really interesting. But ultimately, you know, 
I didn't feel like it had that much impact. Because even if you say, no, I'm not going to pray with you, the grandma doesn't get mad. She's just like, okay. But then Daniel did say, yeah, sure, I'll pray. Oh, interesting. So, yeah, I didn't have that that uh, same interaction. I said yes because I was just like, we're here in their house. You know, I don't again, don't want to make waves. I feel like we're still trying to be under the radar here. So I'm not going to make grandma mad. I was like, <laughs> I'm my own boy. You don't know, the, re- <laughs> you don't know the, the relationship necessarily between the grandparents and the and Sean and Daniel because it could be tense as well. I mean, obviously, there's already some tension. So you don't know if you sit telling grandma, no, I'm not going to pray with you. She's going to be like, well, I'm calling the police on your ass. You don't know. <laughs> And I was so, pretty sure she wouldn't. So I, know, I, I was, was like, too. But I was still like, eh, you know what? I'm not going to mess with this. Um, and that was the other thing. Like, when they get to the house for the first time, it's it, it's kind of alluded to as, like, another thing with the grandma that she's a clean freak. Like, everything has to be clean. And so that makes her, like, an uptight, tense person or something like that. And, like, when you get there, she's all like, you should have taken better care of Daniel. He's sick. And it's like, what would you want me to do? I know. It's like, I, I feel like there was never a full understanding. Not- yeah, like they seem to be completely clueless about the fact that we've been homeless right. for a month. Which we've I been guess living like she in could the still woods. get mad at him that, but the alternative is turning themselves into police for yeah, something they didn't like, do. Yeah, and it's like, okay, what do you want me to have done? Exactly. Put us up in a Hilton? <laughs> right, which at least Stephen, the granddad, was being very understanding and a lot yeah. more accommodating on this kind of stuff. But it was, I don't know, the dynamic of the, of the grandparent characters was weird. It was weird because especially from the side of the grandma, it felt like she was really blaming you. For, for like everything. stuff that was super out of your control, like and it's with like, the mom oh, and everything, like, yeah. But then Daniel and Sh- or Sean seems to be blaming the grandma for the stuff that happened with the mom. So we at this point still don't know if the mom's alive. I think oh, it's no, a, she's alive. She's yeah, alive because they yeah, find like the letter and stuff. Alive. That's right. They she so she's obviously going to be a point in this at some part. I so don't you know ready for my uh, hot conspiracy? Okay, go for so it. So what I think, I think the mom is eventually going to show back up or Sean and Daniel are going to find her. And I think the reason she left them in the first place is because she has powers. Oh. I think she was telekinetic and she was having like the same breakdown yeah, that Daniel yeah. is. But because she was an only child, she had no one to share mm-hmm. her problems with. So I think that when she got to adulthood and probably still couldn't control her powers very well and also had kids and then had a baby, I think she was like, I can't do this. And yeah. I think that's probably at least part of why she ran away. Makes sense. Because basically what happened is their mom, Karen, just left them. Yeah. You know, she was married to their dad and she was like, you know what? Peace out. So she just flat out abandoned them, presumably to travel the world. But my thinking is that's a front. She has powers. Yeah. So that's, that's true. That's, that's what good, I think is going to happen. I bet that I bet you're on track with that. I think Steven has powers, too. Maybe. Just kidding, he doesn't. Maybe, I don't know. He's, he does not. So you do wind up having a conversation with Steven where he at, seems to ask, he's like, I've noticed some weird things about Daniel. This is the same conversation where you have, where you talk about the armoire with the bad leg on it and everything. And you and I chose to hide the secret from I the I chose to too. tell him. Oh, really? Yeah. I was like, he seems cool. I'll tell him. So what, he, what was his reaction? His reaction, that is what he was, was just when he about. asked me, was he just like, oh, okay, I guess I'm just imagining things. Yeah, so he, he does phrase it very ambiguously when he starts the conversation. He pretty much just says, I've noticed some things. And, you know, I'm thinking, okay, that could either be that he's noticed the powers or that he's noticed something else. Yeah. And if I start out with, oh yeah, those powers, and then he's like, the what now? <laughs> <laughs> what the what? A big part. <laughs> That's how I thought the conversation might go, but no, if you choose, yeah, I'll tell him the truth. He's like, yeah, that's what I thought. So he has, probably out of the corner of his eye, because Daniel's not being no. super reserved with his powers. No, he's like, really not. He's being, a, he's being a, what you would expect a nine-year-old kid. 
yeah, nine-year-old yeah. kid with these powers would be doing. I with mean, them. anytime he thinks people aren't looking, like even if it's just that their back is physically turned, he uses those opportunities to flex his powers. Basically, he was doing it in front of Chris, like yeah. right before they went to the shop for the Christmas tree. He's like doing it in Chris's living room, making Chris think he has this ability. Which again, no, nothing wrong with making Chris think he saved himself from falling from the tree, but then to continue to build up this fallacy in his mind, yeah, that he has these superpowers. Like that's like, yeah, you're pushing the wrong, you're pushing the wrong but buttons here. He's doing, he's making all the wrong moves. Yeah. Uh, so basically, where was I going with this? Oh, so anyways, oh, I told the, the grandpa the that uh, it was real. And he basically is just like, man, I don't understand it, but I'm not going to say anything. Even though at one point he was like, I think he needs to see a doctor. Yeah. And Sean, of course, is like, no. And the grandpa's like, yeah, you're probably right. They'd probably put him in an institution. Uh, so basically, Stephen just says, all right, I'll keep your secret. Um, I don't really get it, but don't tell your grandma. Oh, She's yeah. super religious. She will think he's from Satan. Yeah. He doesn't say those <laughs> exact words, impression. but that's the gist. Right. So in mine, I basically said, I said, no, he doesn't have, because I'm at this point, I was like, I don't trust these people necessarily. I trusted Stephen immediately. I wanted to trust Stephen, but I was, I was like, like, I, I don't like know. trains I don't know too, old man. <laughs> so anyway, that's when all the conversation where that happens. And basically he just was like, oh, maybe I'm just seeing things. And later on in the game, what starts the fight with the grandma at the end? So the thing is... I don't remember exactly. So real quick, I just want to backtrack to when they go into town because that is actually kind of an important point for a different reason. Oh, see that so, part? I was just like, this is a random side thing that's just setting up the... The conflict later at the end. Uh, see, I actually didn't think that it really had much to do with the conflict at the end. I think that, so at the very end of the episode, somebody calls the police and notifies them that Sean and Daniel are at the grandparents' house. I think it was the grandma. I really, I don't think it was the grandma. <laughs> I, I also really don't think that it had much to do with them going into town. I'm sure that someone just saw them because even in the yard they really kind of weren't being that yeah. secretive so i think someone just saw them at one point and someone called the cops but while they're in town at this christmas tree sale place uh they do encounter this homeless girl slash young woman oh yeah her name is cassidy yeah, 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 she's yeah, got yeah. like purplish pink dreadlocks with like the shaved undercut sides mm -hmm. i saw her and i was immediately like i don't like you <laughs> <laughs> she's such a tryhard. I hate that look. <laughs> Anyways, some people might like it, but she's basically uh, also homeless. It's not even hipster, she's really. yeah, she's playing a guitar for money, and she is nice though. And I kind of liked uh, her personality. It's just her like aesthetic. I was like, mm, I don't like you. <laughs> <laughs> not about this look. No, I don't like this look. Uh, but she's really nice. She sings a song, and like Sean can choose to give her money or something. They have a conversation. She's basically telling uh, Sean that, hey, um, you know, I'm also homeless. They kind of start talking about it. Uh, they, they're both like, yeah, we're not really from around here. Me and my homeless friends, Cassidy is saying, basically ride the rails. We hop trains to different places so that we can get basically odd transient jobs. And I was like, okay, I think I see where this is going. So that is an important setup point for episode three, which right. there is a very brief uh, kind of like next time on um, scene after the end credits that alludes to Cassidy being a bigger part of episode three. Mm -hmm. So, uh, but anyways, I just wanted to point that out from them going into town because it was kind of important. That's true. I kind of, 
That's true. I hadn't quite remembered the impact of that part because yeah. then that also they have a small Cassidy and her friend have a small uh, altercation with one of the other shop owners at this at this holiday. But fair. you were just observing. You're just observing that. in this. You're not involved in it yeah. at all. Then you grab her pick, and it's one of the optional collectibles that yeah. found. Yeah, I missed all but one. Oh, I didn't get that. I missed all of them but one. I think I missed all of them. No, no, no. Oh, sorry. No. I got them all except one. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's what I assumed you meant. <laughs> Anyways. Uh, but anyway, so let's go ahead and jump into the end and like this climatic part. So I wanted to part. basically back to your original question of what sets off the fight with Claire and Steven. Oh, that's right. When Sean and Daniel get home from the market, uh, Claire and Steven are still at church. So they're basically home alone. And the entire episode, Daniel's never met his mother, knows nothing about her. Naturally, he wants to know about her. So he's like, I want to go into her locked bedroom. I want to go in there. And, you know, Sean's kind of like worn down. He's like, okay, we'll go in there, but it's locked. So Daniel has to And this to was use- another point where your conversation choice didn't matter. They You're didn't still going to go inside You're that room. You're still going in that room, which I get it. You have to, but... But then it, why it give just, me the option for Why choices? give me the option? It felt like, why present these things as choices when they're really not, and they're yeah. not having any impact? But anyways... Cut to the bedroom. Daniel busts it open with his powers. Uh, the door doesn't explode. Oh, I found a key. But where'd you find the key? In Claire's cardigan. That was Where in the was bathroom car- in the dirty in the dirty oh, clothes basket. Oh, you clever son of a bitch. I'm not using his powers uh, for unnecessary so reasons. So I searched the bedroom all over. I found the key to the vanity. There was no key in there, so I was like, oh, the game wants me to use his powers to open the door. No, Man, such a, that sucks. <laughs> so anyways, that's not right in mine, they use his powers to bust the door <laughs> open. <laughs> and it kind of like blows out the jam, of course, of the door. Right. Uh, but they get in there. Sean and Daniel are just looking around. Daniel making comments on all the things that because it's their mom's teenage room basically mm-hmm. uh, so they're just looking around but then Sean finds a very recent letter from their mom Karen basically to the grandparents saying hey I saw what happened on the news I if my sons ever come to you the grandparents please help them blah 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 so they find this letter they know their mom knows that they're still out there they know that she knows and what's also going what the on. hell Karen why haven't you come out to what the hell Karen <laughs> and she includes kind of a cop-out in her letter of, hey, if you want to contact me, you can reach me at a P.O. box. Mm. So P.O. boxes, as most people do know, aren't really an address. It's just a post office box. So it's often what people use if they want to still be able to receive mail, but not have people know anything else about them, like phone number, where they live, etc. So they have a loose lead about where their mom is and really nothing else. So then basically as they're reading this letter, Stephen and Claire get home. They come upstairs, find in my case, the busted open door. See, so that makes it a bit like they were really freaking out about them going through their room and everything. And I was like, calm down. We're just going through our mom's stuff. In mine, it was a little bit more. It was a little bit more sense. That makes more sense why they were so upset. I was like, but I didn't, I used a key. So Stephen, <laughs> for his part, he's not really upset. He is kind of a little, maybe a little angry, but yeah. Claire is the one who's freaking out. She's like, how dare you come in here? And it's like, it's our mom. Yeah. It's our mom. I didn't, again, we I didn't have a right to know what's to know about her life. And, and I, I understand it's their house, but even and yeah. like, there's that level, but still, again, I didn't understand the full, why she got so angry. About yeah. It. I just feel like other they, than mis, misplaced anger at 
Karen. Yes. I do think that that's probably a big part of it because the Claire and Steven, at least Claire, they have done everything possible to basically obliterate their daughter from their lives because when she left, she left everyone, right. including her parents. And Claire, at least, I think is very scarred by this. Steven still keeps a few pictures hidden of Karen from Claire. So we know that Steven still has a soft spot for his daughter. He's not probably uh, tried to erase her from their lives quite as much, but Claire definitely has. Mm -hmm. So that's when they're having this big argument. Uh, They, you know, they're basically just going at it. And then they hear Steven go downstairs because he's like, like, I can't deal with this this. anymore. And then the armoire falls on him. Which I was like, again, I was like, okay, that's going to happen. So that's when I chose to show Daniel's power to them. I did too. Yeah. So we both had Daniel um, use his power to lift the armoire off of Steven so that you could drag him out from under it. Without getting him hurt, which is apparently in the the stats. If you just all pick it up, it like hurts his leg. Yeah. So if you choose not to use Daniel's powers and you all lift the armoire and then drag him out from under it, because of the angle, Mm -hmm. it it injures one of his legs. Right. Uh, So in both our cases, we didn't do that. And then I even think Claire wasn't as upset. Like she was also like, what is happening? Like what's going on? But I don't feel like she was more just relieved that Steven was okay. I don't think she was mad or like, I feel like, so I feel like that was the best way to introduce the ability to Claire. And I feel like she kind of instantly, uh, kind of wrote it off as a miracle, which for people that are deeply religious, I feel like that's one of the easiest ways that they can make sense of things in their minds. Like, Oh, it's a miracle. Yeah. So it's like, sure lady, whatever you want. You hear that story all the time of like a car tipping over on somebody and then like somebody, one person, like suddenly being able to like lift this car. It's a miracle. Yeah. Yeah. So I was like, sure, whatever you want. So yeah, even she wasn't, she's clearly very alarmed, Mm -hmm. but there's a lot of emotions happening. And right at the end of that altercation, the police show up. It's the sheriff. He's at the door. He's like, we know you're home. We know Sean and Daniel are here. So Claire is basically like oh my god you boys have to run so they basically she distracts the police while they gather their bags and basically go out the back and try to escape uh but then are completely dumb about it because they go out the back but then for some reason still cross to the front of the house why would they go into the road they know the police are out there that was was the dumbest thing i was like why wouldn't you, like, you just go into the woods that are obviously right there They literally have you. forests all around. But Why they go out the back door way? to escape the police that are in the front, but then still loop around to the front, to the road. I it made like, no sense. I, Daniel, I can understand doing that, but Sean should know better. Right. What were they thinking? So anyways, they're out there standing in the middle of the road. Like being like, oh, do they see us? Yeah, and of course, one of the other cops that has just shown up in his car does see them. He puts on the flashers, starts coming at them, and then Chris... I think in this his happens spirit, from like, Chris in his captain spirit outfit. He runs out into the middle of the road and does like the hand motion to pretend that he's going to stop the car. He has the powers. And of course, Daniel, depending on what you chose throughout your uh, decisions in the game, he either moves the car out of the way with his powers and it crashes into a tree, or this didn't happen to me, but in some circumstances, Chris just gets hit by the car. Happened to me. Oh my God. Chris got hit by the car. He got and hit by the car? Following up my second then big note in this. Does in he this, die? Uh, in this one. What the fuck, Chris? In all caps. So does he die? <laughs> I have no idea. Oh my, I bet he's just injured, but still. He's got to be injured. And so I was like, what 
the hell oh is going god, on Oh my god, that's episode? amazing. I wasn't sure if we were going to have that radically different of uh, circumstances. So, so that does make me, what happened then? Because it didn't even give me the option to try to save Chris. Uh, there were no, there was no option. Daniel acted on his, on his own in mind and basically a cut scene to just move the car off the road. So what choices then did you make that made that change? Because like I kept it hidden from, so I, it made sense in my head why it happened because Chris like, I assume just like by making Chris feel feel like he doesn't have the ability, whereas I made him feel like he does. So he thought he could stop this cop car. So he jumped in front of it. But so it made sense why it happened. I don't think it had to do with Chris. I think it has to do with Daniel and the decisions that you make with Daniel up until that point, because in all of my conversation points with Daniel, I almost always caved and he was like, well, what if it's a last resort? I was See, like, but that's what I told yes. him at the beginning of the game when they're having that conversation. I said, use it as a last resort. Well, then did you? Oh, so I think there were there was more than one. Yeah, though. there were there multiple were a couple points. Of them. I know because like after he saves Chris, they have a, a talk about it in the yeah. backyard. And in that same one, I was still like, dude, like we need in my head. It was always our safety is priority, but understand that if you need to use it, to use it, use it. So I didn't understand why that happened. There was the option where we must have just made just the right amount of different choices to have it go one way or the other, because in mine, Daniel's like powers all the time. Yeah. And I was like, cool. At least that kid's probably not dead now. Uh, but so he could be dead for mine. (laughs) He might be dead. He might just be injured or he might be dead. Yeah. But, uh, but at this point they killed off a puppy in like two seconds. So, uh, so real quick when Daniel sweeps the car, off the road and Chris obviously lives he does turn around and he sees Daniel making the motion of having done the powers and it is heavily implied that he realizes I don't have powers Daniel does Uh, so So in mine he gets hit they're both like Chris and then they run off and jump on the train and then takes off which obviously alludes back to his conversation with Cassidy and they get on to their new location and that, that is that basically but so that's what I mean about going back to the thing that I want to talk about with the with the tragedies and like the killing of mushroom and stuff like that, I understand Chris's tragedy is could be averted, but also having both those things happen in this same episode felt like they were having tragedies happen for to have tragedies happen, not necessarily put the story forward in any way. Yeah, I feel like Chris's um, interaction at the end should have been the only one. I think Mushroom still should have been around so that Mushroom could be part of a bigger decision later on in the game where it would have more emotional impact. Or you make a bigger deal out of the decision out of the decision where it was with... So take the same decision thing that you did with the cougar and apply it to the policeman at the end trying to save Chris. That would have been way more impactful than having to do this with, do that with mushroom at the beginning of the game. I think so. It's just, I don't know. Just the whole episode felt off. Like, and they're even like, if it's any testament to it, like some, like I completely forgot the whole interaction with Cassidy. So it's just like, I was just basically kind of playing through it in auto, in auto mode because I I was was just like, eh, yeah, I just wasn't interested. I didn't feel invested. Um, I just made decisions. Uh, not going to lie, I made a lot of my decisions based on which one do I think Jarrett didn't pick. Oh, really? And I was like, I definitely want us to have like different experiences. Well, so far so. We're, good. we're doing good. Like we're our episode good. twos <laughs> yeah. for both seasons now have been very Have ended opposite. very differently. So um, at the end of mine then, because Chris didn't get hit by the car, uh, Sean and Daniel are having a heart-to-heart basically on a log as they wait for the train to pass. Mm-hmm. And in mine, it does kind of end on more of an upbeat 
footnote because Daniel's like, Chris is so mad at me now. He knows that he doesn't have powers. Like, he's really upset about it just right. because he thinks that Chris is mad at him. Like, but in yours, I think it's different, right? That conversation Yeah, it's just the whole thing of like, uh, you couldn't, it was more of like, oh, uh, you couldn't have helped him. Like, you, you know. Yes, you could have. You have powers, yeah, you, you fool. Have. But still, it's just, it just was a very brief, just like, oh man, that sucks. But, and then they get on the train and all that stuff. But yeah, it just, I was just like, okay. And then, do we want to talk at all about the teaser for episode three? Yeah, a little bit. Like, so, I feel like it brought up again more problems for me than like it was. A, I agree. Than than it being inside to kind of continue this disjointed storyline. Yes. So at the teaser at the very end of the episode, which you know it's basically a what's going to happen next on episode three. There's no people shown, but you hear voices and you basically see this rising camera image over a marijuana field, mm-hmm. uh, presumably in Humboldt, California, which is where Cassidy told Sean they were going next. So basically what's happened is you learn from the rough conversation you have that Sean and Daniel, more likely Sean than Daniel, have gotten a temporary position working on a marijuana field in the middle of California with Cassidy and probably her boyfriend slash traveling companion, douchebag McDouchey face. I didn't like him either. I I disliked him more than Cassidy. (laughs) But so here's the thing, obviously, and this is where I mean by it brought up more problems for me than being like, ooh, where's this going to go? Because you either then have to assume that, A, these people are working as part of an illegal operation, which is what I would assume that this is where this is going. It's going to be an illegal operation being that California now it's, you know, medicinal and recreational. It's okay. So why would they need, you know, that wouldn't be as big of a plot point if it was a a legal pot farm is what I'm saying. Yeah. So. So in my head, I'm like, wait, so are they now going to try to tackle the war on drugs? I know, right? So honestly, when I saw like the weed field, I was like, my eyes just rolled so far into my head. I was like, this is so stupid. It's just another layer of them trying to do too much that I guess they feel is edgy. And it's like, brah, come on. The The biggest things for me and the biggest differences, I think, with this season so far as compared to one is one was just the perfect blend of the supernatural with everyday life. Exactly. This one. And then, and then you were just part of this weird crime story, like time traveling crime story that, that resulted as a result through it, through that season. And it was a great time. It was a great story. Incredibly engaging. It was Real enough, but then also not weird, not real enough. It was real enough and not real enough to make this nice blend where you it still felt believable. And then also just with how the like the writing and the setting, it definitely felt more like what I told Sam is like. I feel like it's the, that Riverdale, the the uh, you know the re. What's the word? I don't watch reboot of oh. like the Archie comic series. Okay, you know, gotcha. like pretty, and then and all that stuff and how it's more like gritty gritty dark feels like it kind of attributed itself to life is strange. I kind of got that same feel and all that stuff from it. And so it felt like a drama that you might see similar to Riverdale. And I don't know, just everything about it clicked characters and all this stuff clicked. This character one, interactions actually felt like they had impact. Right. Every decision you made felt like it had impact. This and, one felt like you would just like breeze through decisions until you had to make like the game altering decisions. Yeah. And then even then 
what were they going to do different? I don't know. This one just feels like it's trying to tackle too many things and tackle too many points, and it hasn't found that mystery to keep us hooked to be to keep coming back episode for episode. And this is another thing that I do want to touch on because at least with Chris's storyline, I found this infuriating. I don't know how they're going to basically circle back to Chris because you might remember they're probably not. They're probably not. So you might remember at the end of the demo for uh, Chris, his whole thing is that he's fighting this supervillain named Mantroid, mm-hmm. which we learned at the very end of the demo is actually a shortened form of the uh, street intersection of like meteor and asteroid or something to that extent that makes mandroid right um and it's implied that like something more than just an accident happened to chris's mom so maybe like the two moms stories that's the only thing i can make there too and then also too the whole storyline with like chris's dad being a piece of shit and beating on chris and like being like there's a whole like they should not have done captain spirit demo the way they they did Captain Spirit demo because that just again i don't know what's going on but as we talk about this more i'm just seeing more and more things and i was like what happened from season one to season it's two? just too many loose threads and none of it feels like it's actually going anywhere maybe who knows maybe episode maybe they three do have this plan is and gonna wrap this together. all up and our faith will be restored but at this point i'm honestly not feeling too good about I'm it i'm not either yeah it's i kind of feel like I, like i'm still like i didn't hate the time that i spent playing it i did but I was just, I was just like, I, again, it was. I'd rather be playing something else, and, and also, I think that speaks a lot. Kind of as a side note to that, I think part of it is that because you are not Daniel, using Daniel's powers is is nothing. I mean, yeah. when it came to Max, it was a big deal that you like had time altering powers. Yep. It was awesome to be able to just go back at will and redo things. Whereas with Daniel, his powers don't feel like an, a fun or engaging mechanic. Right. Maybe because you're not the one using them, but it's just like, I don't know. It's just not something that I'm like, oh, cool. I get to use my powers now. It's Agreed. more like, oh, God, here we go again. Yep. So just none of it's really clicking for me at this point. Me neither. Which is a shame because of how much we loved up season yeah. one. But also then that just helps season one be that much more special to us. though. Yes, so, exactly. So now when we go back and replay Life is Strange episode one. We're going to be like, oh, my God. We had, if we would have known yeah, what we had. Had we only known. <laughs> what we had in this Glorious moment, we would have enjoyed it even more. I hope I get like hit in the head and get amnesia, and then I can go back and play Life is Strange one again and have it all be new. <laughs> I do wonder, and I wouldn't put it off at all at this point of being some weird thing. If I'm wondering if they're going to try to interconnect seasons one and two anymore than they already did with just that brief like stopover on the scenic overlook outside of Arcadia Bay where you see yeah. it. Like, I'm wondering if that's going to be the only tie-in. As weird as this one's being with its many different threads, like, I kind of feel like it, they could. I actually had a good uh, analogy for this. It's Life is Strange right now, for me, is doing the exact same thing that True Detective did. True Detective Season 1 came I don't out. Know what that is it was incredible. Everybody loved it because of its, its weird plot lines and misdirections and everything that ultimately culminated in an incredibly good story. Season two came out and they tried to do the exact same thing and it fell so, so flat that people were like, oh, the series is dead. And then now we're back, we're sitting back again with season three of True Detective and it seems by all appearances, I haven't watched it yet, but everything I've heard about it says that it's really good. But that's kind of, I'm, I'm like, oh my God, Life is Strange is pulling a True Detective right now because it did so well at the first season and then the second season is a 
garbled mess. Yeah, exactly. It did feel like a garbled mess. Absolutely. So, so unfortunate. It but- is unfortunate. I mean, we we went into this really wanting to love all of it. And hopefully, I'm, I mean, I'm still, I'm not writing off the season as a loss. No. Like you said, there is plenty of We've got ch- chance that they will tie this all together. that somehow maybe can make it work. But again, if I have to wait another four months for the next one to yeah. come out... That sucks. That, does that suck. really sucks. And I, I hate episodic gaming and I nothing will make me like it. Yep. Yeah. I agree. It's not great. It's not a great way to go. I appreciate the effort, but honestly, though. I don't just, appreciate the let's effort. Let's just go back. Make it one game. Let's go back. One I, game. I appreciate trying new things. <laughs> let's go back to the single all at once. Please? Please. Thank you. Please. Well, you hope that, we hope that you enjoyed this recap and review of Life is Strange Season 2, Episode 2, Rules. And we would love to know what your thoughts are if you have played the episode yet. So send those our way at teamchatpodcast at gmail.com or comment in the comments below on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, Twitch. It's all there. You can reach us there. Please let us know. Or over on our Discord channel. Get a little discussion going on there. But before we go, we do have to do our soundtrack spotlight for this week, which I'm going to use the one that I was going to use last week, Brandon's suggestion, from Resident Evil 2. It is Mr. X's theme by Shusaku Uchiyama from Resident Evil 2, the remake. I listened to this one. It's dark. It's brooding. I love it. I love it. So, again, that is the Mr. X theme from Resident Evil 2, the remake. But with that, that concludes this episode of Team Chat Podcast. I almost said Life is Strange Season (laughs) 2. We are the life, life is strange. <laughs> <laughs> but so thanks for sticking around for this episode of Team Chat Podcast. Come back next week for another brand new episode as we talk about more fun gaming topics. Until then, we'll see you all next time. Stick around for the song.